Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Wednesday, February 14th. On today's show, the Japan Space Agency reschedules the test flight for their new flagship rocket for Saturday, Capella Space and T-Carta partner for real-time coast monitoring. Plus, SpaceX delays the launch of the private intuitive machine's moon lander due to a methane fuel issue. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with an update from Japan's space agency, JAXA, which has announced that the second test flight for its new flagship H-3 rocket is rescheduled for Saturday. This comes after the original liftoff, planned for Thursday, was postponed due to poor weather conditions at the launch site in southwestern Japan. Here to delve deeper into this is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about the H-3 rocket and its significance? Certainly, David. The H-3 rocket is being developed by JAXA as a successor to its current mainstay, the H-2A rocket, which is nearing retirement with just two more flights planned. The H-3 has been in development for over a decade and is designed to carry larger payloads than the H-2A and at much lower costs, making it globally competitive. What's the significance of this upcoming test flight? This test flight is crucial for Japan's space development. The H-3 rocket failed in its debut flight last March when it had to be destroyed along with its payload, the Advanced Land Observation Satellite, or ALOS-3. This time, the rocket will carry a mock-up of the ALOS satellite called VEP-4. The primary goal for the second test flight is to put the rocket into the intended trajectory and place two observation microsatellites into orbit. What are the expectations for this launch, given the failure of the debut flight? Expectations are high, especially following a recent streak of successes. JAXA made a historic precision moon landing last month with a spacecraft launched from the H-2A rocket. This came just days after the 48th H-2A rocket successfully placed a spy satellite into its planned orbit. So there's a lot riding on this second test flight of the H-3. And what happens if the weather doesn't cooperate again? JAXA has set an alternative launch window through the end of March. So if the weather doesn't permit a launch on Saturday, they have some flexibility to reschedule. While we keep an eye on the upcoming launch, let's shift our focus to another significant development in space technology. Capella Space Corp has announced a partnership with T-Carta to add high-resolution SAR satellite imagery to T-Carta's coastal monitoring and shoreline feature extraction solutions. This collaboration aims to provide more consistent and reliable identification of coastline changes, offering coastal managers accurate and up-to-date information to mitigate the impacts of climate change. Bella, a correspondent for Simply Space, is here to discuss this further. Bella, can you tell us more about this partnership and its significance? Certainly, David. Rising oceans and melting glaciers are rapidly altering the world's coastlines, reshaping ecosystems, and threatening coastal communities. This is particularly evident in the Arctic, where melting permafrost and sea ice are causing significant changes. Understanding the rates and causes of shoreline change can help coastal managers mitigate hazards to local communities and their ocean economies. 
However, reliably mapping coastal features and measuring shoreline change with traditional Earth observation technologies can be challenging due to variable conditions like changing tides, darkness, and cloud cover. So how does this partnership between Capella Space Corp and TCARTA aim to address these challenges? CARTA is leveraging Capella's automated satellite tasking system to synchronize SAR imagery collections to precisely match real-time tidal fluctuations with minute-based accuracy. TCARTA was an early adopter of the Capella Space Analytics Partner Program, aiming to accelerate its research and development efforts with high-resolution SAR to enhance its hydrospatial models. Now, as a certified analytics partner, CARTA has opportunities for both product and market collaboration and continued access to Capella's imagery archive. And what impact is this likely to have on coastal monitoring and shoreline feature extraction solutions? The high-resolution SAR satellite imagery from Capella will significantly enhance TCARTA's coastal monitoring and shoreline feature extraction solutions. It will enable more consistent and reliable identification of coastline changes, providing coastal managers with accurate and up-to-date information. This will be crucial in mitigating the impacts of climate change, particularly in vulnerable coastal communities. That was Bella, our Simply Space reporter, discussing significant developments in coastal monitoring. In other space news, SpaceX has delayed the launch of a private moon lander built by Intuitive Machines due to a temperature issue with the spacecraft's liquid methane fuel. The Odysseus moon lander was originally scheduled to launch toward the moon on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. The next launch attempt is now set for Thursday. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this delay? Certainly, David. The delay was announced late Tuesday due to what SpaceX described as off-nominal methane temperatures prior to the loading of the fuel. The Odysseus moon lander uses liquid methane as propellant to fuel its propulsion and landing systems. It was during the preparations to load this propellant that SpaceX detected the temperature issue. And what is the significance of this mission? This mission, called IM-1, is Intuitive Machine's first attempt to land on the moon. It's aiming for a crater near the lunar south pole. If successful, IM-1 will mark the first ever private mission to land on the moon and the first U.S. lunar landing since 1972, which was carried out by NASA's Apollo 17 astronauts. IM-1 is the second mission for NASA under the agency's Commercial Lunar Payload Services program, which uses private spacecraft to deliver experiments to the moon. What will the Odysseus moon lander be carrying to the moon? Odysseus will carry six NASA instruments to the moon, along with a half dozen commercial payloads. The spacecraft is also carrying novel technology experiments, cameras, and other gear that will help NASA better prepare for future Artemis astronaut missions to the moon. What happens if they miss this launch window? SpaceX and Intuitive Machines have a three-day window from February 14th to February 16th in which to launch the Odysseus moon lander and still land on the moon on Feb 22nd. If they miss this window, the next launch attempt could slip to March. And how does this mission compare to previous attempts by private companies to land on the moon? Just last month, another private company, Astrobotic, failed in an attempt to send its Peregrine lander to the lunar surface. That mission suffered a fuel leak in flight that made a landing attempt impossible. Instead, 
the peregrine lander looped around the moon and returned to Earth, burning up in our planet's atmosphere. Scientists with NASA and intuitive machines hope Odysseus will succeed where Peregrine failed. Thanks for joining us, James. Now, let's shift our gaze from the stars to the spacecrafts that get us there. NASA's space shuttle, which operated in low Earth orbit for 30 years, was retired in 2011. Its replacement, Orion, returned to the conical capsule design familiar from the Apollo missions. However, in recent years, we've seen a resurgence of the space plane design. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this resurgence of space plane design? Certainly, David. Since 2010, the U.S. Space Force has been launching a robotic space plane called the X-37B into low Earth orbit on classified missions. China also has its own military space plane, Shenlong. This year, we might see a test flight of Sierra Space's Dream Chaser, which could be the first commercial space plane capable of orbital flight. If successful, it could be used to resupply the International Space Station with cargo and eventually crew. What advantages do space planes offer over traditional capsule designs? Space planes can fly or glide in the Earth's atmosphere and land on runways, unlike capsules which use parachutes to land in water or on flat ground. They're also more maneuverable during re-entry, increasing the area of the Earth's surface where landing is possible. Additionally, space planes allow a gentler but longer flight path during re-entry and a softer landing, which is easier on crew and cargo. But aren't space planes more complex and heavier than capsules? Yes, they are. The winged body shape poses a particular challenge for designing thermal protection systems, which are the heat-resistant materials that protect the craft from scorching temperatures on re-entry. These additional costs mean it's impractical to design a space plane for a single flight. They need to be used again and again to be viable. What about the history of space planes? Interest in space planes dates back to the earliest days of human spaceflight. The space shuttle, which entered service in 1981, was the first operational space plane. Other space agencies also invested in space planes in the 1980s and 1990s, but many of these programs were canceled due to cost. The Soviet Union developed its own shuttle-like vehicle called Boron, which successfully flew to space once in 1988. What are the specific requirements for space planes during re-entry? During atmospheric re-entry, space planes are heated to over 1,000 degrees Celsius as they travel at hypersonic speeds. A blunt nose design is ideal because it reduces heat buildup at the foremost part of the vehicle. However, the expected temperatures experienced by the craft can still be as high as 1 1600 degrees Celsius, necessitating a thermal protection system on the outside of the vehicle. What are the current operating space planes? Currently, there are two operating space planes that can reach orbit, one Chinese and one American. Little information is available on China's Shenlong, but the U.S. military's X-37B is better known. They should soon be joined by Dream Chaser, which Sierra Space developed to carry both cargo and astronauts. What does the future hold for space planes? There is continued interest in space planes because of their ability to return crew and cargo to a runway. If the costs of launching to space continue falling and an expansion of industry in space raises demand, they will become an increasingly viable alternative to capsules. Longer term, there is also potential for space planes capable of reaching orbit after taking off from a runway. 
given that several governments, space agencies, and private companies worldwide are investing heavily in spaceplane research and development, we could see a future where flights with these vehicles become routine. Thanks for the update, Celeste. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.